Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Blessed be His holy name forevermore. Let's all take our seats. Thank you very much. And God bless you. And uh, very good to be here back after the December. I took a short break. Went to Cape Town to the children there. And, um, and uh, so we spend time there and they didn't have much time for anything else because you don't see your family members as many times as you see the people here in the church. And so consequently, you kind of miss them. And uh, they're there and I think they're also watching right now, so I greet them down there in Cape Town on the peninsula. But um, we're living in a very interesting world. Over these, since I've landed back here, not by flight but by car, I have not left my study and I have worked nonstop till now. And my, oh my, the spirit of revelation. You know, uh, somewhere somebody showed me uh, um, a giant anteater from the uh, place called the Pantanal, which is in Brazil. It's where you get all the jaguars mostly, they are concentrated in that area. And not even jaguars go near because they've got huge claws. And uh, they're actually spectacular to see. But when you begin digging and you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, you begin seeing and the spirit of revelation comes to you. And you begin to understand the mind of Christ and a lot of the things that are going on in the world. Well, seeing that we have to put the word first always when we do these things, so we go to... Where should we go to in the Bible? And we go to in the Bible to the books of Moses, Moshe. And as we go to the books of Moses, we begin counting from the uh, Hebrew here, 5781-5782, which is the transitional period which is joined by the rest of the world when we go into 2022. 5 plus 7 plus plus 8 plus 1 is uh, 21, 5, 7, 8, uh, 2 is uh, 22. They've already begun uh, 22 in the month of uh, the Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish new here. But if you go and you go to the Bible, and of course, there in Israel they read the Torah, which is the five books of Moses. And if you go in the Torah, you say to yourself, now, what do I find concerning 5782? 5781 to 2, because it rolls over into the new year, and now we're all on one calendar after the 1st of January. And for that, we go to Deuteronomy 32, verse 28, tells you in the verse 5781 and 2. It tells you about the people and... Um, it tells you what God says concerning the people. And very interesting, by the revelation of the Spirit, and only by the revelation of the Spirit, because these are dangerous days. There's a lot of people going around doing a lot of things they should not be doing. But their judgment is meat. I said their judgment is meat. Make no mistake. Make but no mistake. Now God speaks here. But when we read the Bible, then we must always understand the Bible is written for all of us. One of the questions when I was in theological college was, 
the uh, dean of the college came to me and he said, the book of James, was it written to Israel or the book of the Hebrews or to who was it actually, uh, for whom was it actually meant? I said, instantly for everybody who picks up the Bible, it's for you who believe in Christ the Lord. So go to verse number 5781-5782. Count in the Torah. And you wind up in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 28. And God begins to talk about the people exactly what I've been saying for a long time. For they are a people or a nation. Void of counsel. Advice. Because they've run anywhere in the world but they don't go to God for advice. And therefore the hand of the Lord is heavy upon the population of the earth. Yet with Africa, ye shall deal completely differently, for they will come from everywhere. Hear what I'm saying. And they would wish they were in Africa. Deuteronomy 32 verse 28 says, For their nation void of counsel people that it just have no understanding in them. The word understanding, by the way, is the word, the, the, by the law first mentions the word, same word you find uh, in its different um, usages and um, con, uh, con, uh, construction of that same word, that, by the law first mentioned. It is the word in Hebrew that would refer to intelligence. So, therefore, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, from verse number 18, God says, you know, for the story of the cross is folly to those who are on their way to perdition, for, but for us who are being saved, it is the power of God unto salvation. For it is written, I will destroy the intelligence of the intelligent. So we sit at the universities, and I've been sitting there too, I'll go on with this. And there is no understanding in them. The place where you look for understanding and the place where you look for, for counseling is the place where there is no understanding void of the Spirit. They just speak anything. Because all they care about is to bow before the seat of gold. Now, if they were wise, 5781, 5782, 2022, they would understand this. They would understand this. Because intelligence may be where, whatever it is, we did study that. But without understanding properly, you can't recall properly. But once you've understood properly, then you can recall properly. And you discard everything. It's like you, you eat the hay and you spit out the stubble. If they were wise, they'd understand this. They would discern their latter end, the end of time where we are now. Now, I don't know, but let me just look behind me. But there is an earth ball behind me. And you can see there, I've just put the great transition. And... Uh, in one of the visions the Lord took me in, I saw the earth twice and at a distance and little further than what this picture is. And the one was in complete darkness and the second time in complete light. And then I saw a great door in heaven. Now I shall be like the Apostle Paul in the book of uh, 
the second Corinthians chapter 12, verse number one is needless for me to boast, but I will come to visions and revelations from the Lord. For I know of a man within the body or out of the body, I can't tell such a man in the body or out of the body, I can't say. that such a man was caught up into paradise, into the third heaven, where he heard words unutterable to be spoken. Of such a man, I will boast. Most of the commentators say this is Paul. He speaks about himself and his experiences when he was caught up into heaven. So happened with Yohanan or John the Apostle when he saw the great door in heaven. And a voice coming out there as a trumpet. Those angels, when they talk, they sound like trumpets that blow. It's just the most amazing thing. Voice like a trumpet. Come up here and I will show you the things which must happen hereafter. The next moment you find yourself transitioned into heaven. And there are the churches and all the people who have been saved from the days of Adam and Eve to the end of time. They gathered before the throne of God, the four and twenty elders, Revelation chapter before, into Revelation chapter five, and they bow down and they sing a song of Moses, and they say, you are worthy to receive the scroll. Lamb of God, Mashiach, Messiah, and to break and to open the seals thereof. For you've redeemed us from every tongue and kindred and tribe of nations. But if they were wise, they'd spend a bit more time trying to understand what the counselor of the Holy Spirit is saying. So what I'm saying tonight, I'd like to say to absolutely every president in Africa, not just our one, because we're to pray for our governments. That's what the Bible tells me. We're not to walk around with a, with a criticos spirit, the crit- criticism or the judgment spirit. Judgment belongs to the Lord. We've got to love all people. But let me say this to, to everybody in Africa. Rejoice, O Africa, for your hour is upon you. You see, I have said this before because I know there's a lot of people here and a lot of people listening that they would not understand what I'm talking about. So for the sake of those who do not know, why would I make a statement about Africa like I've just made? You see, Noah had three sons, Sam, Ham, and Japheth. Ham, of course, committed the sin, and at that time that he committed the sin, it was a sin that nobody could break except the Messiah. I said except the Messiah. So he had a grandson called Canaan, Canaan, and he went to the, and he settled in the land of Canaan against his brothers and arguing with his brothers, said the prophet Enoch in the book of Jude, read about him in the book of Hebrew, Hebrews, we read about him in, of course, in the book of Genesis, Enoch walked with God, Enoch was not because God just took him. He walked with God, you see, he walked with God. And... Um, As it is, as we come to the end of days, the end of time, we hit the bayish nice sock in the via tomorrow. Okay. Spirit of God's very strong. 
I'm saying it to every leader in this continent and on this continent. You see what they've done to this continent. Did you see? Did you notice that the world is in shambles, but Africa cooks on? And here is a word I would say immediately to our own president and to every other president in Africa. Set your people free. And we will have a revival, an economic revival. I say to you tonight, there will be an economical revival in South Africa and the rest of Africa. And the world will look at this and say, is it possible? Yes, it is. Now, you see, it's only a man from Africa that had the greatest privilege of all men on the planet. That is to help to bear Simon of Serene. That's North Africa. It's a man from Africa that had the blood stained, the blood of Jesus on his back. And the curse of him was broken right there over Africa. We are living under a blessing that the people do not know of. You are all blessed in this place. Give the Lord a praise offering, everybody. Shout hallelujah. So I say to the presidents and the leaders of the, of the continents, we don't need to beg for anybody to provide us with anything. We've got Jesus Christ the Lord. And where He is, there shall be health and healing and prosperity and provision and an economic revival. And the people look at Africa and the flights will run full to get here. Are you listening to me? Now there is a man, John 3 verse 1, of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, a ruler. This man came to Jesus by night and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God for no one can do these things unless God is with him. Jesus answered him and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how then can a man be born when he is old again? How is that possible? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Let's take it that far and stop there. You need to be born again. Spend the year studying and digging into the books and the psychology. What is psychology? Psychologia. And the same in the Hebrew. It's the study of the human soul. That's all it is. The human soul and its behavior. So now... We all sit in a queue and we want to counsel with people and we're going to tell them what we think. We ask them wise little questions and things like that. We're going to tell them what we think. Right, Jacques? Where do you read in the Bible that God is a mind? Where do you read in the Bible that God is spirit? And the true worshippers shall connect with him 
in spirit, not with their minds. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are way above the earth, and the earth brings forth rain, it descends to the earth and brings forth fruit, so shall my word be that proceeds from my mouth. It shall not return to be void. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And the Word said, God is Spirit. That means God is Spirit. The Holy Trinity is also the Holy Spirit, is also the Holy Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Now, if we understand this, then we who are saved, by the way, let me just take you and tell you something that we need to understand here about this nation. You know, to find correct statistics, because we studied that and I did quite a lot of statistical methods at university and quite a lot. And then after that, went on with psychometry and all, look, look, all of the stuff is up here. See? What religion is the dominant religion in South Africa? Number one, Christianity. So how? Christianity, and I'm just reading it straight here from Professor Google and Company. <laughs> Christianity is the dominant religion in South Africa with almost 80% of the population in 2001 professing to be Christian. What percentage of South Africa is now is religious? It goes on to say religions. Christianity, by a later analysis, says this, is 86% of this population. Did you hear that, Mr. President of every nation? I went to Kenya and I found everybody there. Many of them were Christians. Let me tell you something. If you set the church free, we'll pray the nation into a new dimension. There shall come a revival, not only of the blessing of the Lord upon this nation, but there shall come a revival upon this land that the economy will flourish David said, I'm like an olive tree planted in the house of my God, a green olive tree, bearing much fruit. Those who wait upon the, upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, you say, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. Well, Moses was 80, you know. I'm not even there. And he led them out. 86 percent is Christian, then 5.4 Muslim, no, I'm sorry, Muslim 1.9, and uh, you know, it says, now let me read this, and other religions, 5.4 Muslim 1.9, don't know how that reads, and anything else, any other is 1.5, nothing in particular is 5.2. But Christianity at this moment in time, it seems to me by the ratings here is 86% of this population. And if 86% of this population got up now and started praying, we will have a revival in this nation that nobody else can understand because the people sitting behind all of what's going on in this world will not understand it for they have not the Spirit of God. They are blockheads concerning the Spirit. They're ice cold on the inside and their, their hands are like ham. That he has an ear hear what the Spirit says. 
I pray for the people in this country. I prayed for the people from the days of President Nelson Mandela. And I saw our president, he didn't even know I was there. I was accompanied by an angel, stood across the table from him, looked at him while he was busy negotiating at the table at the time of the transition of South Africa. Afterwards, I would be on a flight to the Far East and find that uh, F.W. was sitting in the seat right behind me. And, well, okay, fine, I prayed for him too. So in the morning, get up, because we're coming to the end of the flight, and we catch eyes, I greet him. But I never saw the president face to face, our current president. But I knew then that he would be the president now. And if he is the president now, he is, if he does what I am telling you now, we will spring a surprise on the manipulators and the controllers that sit across the waters far away from this country with the desire to have the Antichrist have his way. We will, if this nation, if, <laughs> we talk about building back. We talk about the great, great reset. I talk about the great revival, man. I talk about the great transition from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord showed me the earth far away from the earth. I thought I was dead. I thought I'm in the region of absolute zero. I thought it's impossible to be alive, but I was in the Spirit, and I saw the earth. Here is much more light than I saw it. It was just dark, and there's also much more lights here, here concerning these areas, more lights on this picture or image than what I saw. I saw just a few little lights, and those were the ones that were busy praying. The moment they stopped praying, the lights went out. Some other light somewhere else would light up as the earth was revolving. I saw that. It's like you're two-thirds of the way to the moon and you look at this ball, this great, beautiful blue ball hanging out there. Then I saw the earth a second time. This time it was just light. I went down and I went up again. This time angels were with me. I went down, I went up again, and this time I saw the earth bright as the daylight at noon. And the speed wherewith that acceleration was the most glorious sensation. You cannot even begin to imagine it. But I thought I'm going to spin out of control. And an arm came out of one of the clouds. It was the arm, a strong arm, huge arm. That of an angel took me, stabilized me, and I saw a great door in heaven. And then I knew what was going on. The Lord was showing me what was going on even before it began. In fact, from years ago, I've already been accumulating these visions that takes me to this. It says here that, that in our country, Christian 86%. It's time for people who are have shifted home because they're afraid, have shifted and become part of a culture of comfort. You're in danger there, you know, because this year is the house of the Lord and there is a corporate anointing on these people. And even as I speak, some of these people are being healed by God who's present. Yeah, I felt his presence come to be on the platform. 
And therefore, these people come here and they catch their blessing and they're going in the year with a blessing upon their lives. I know there are people sitting in Australia. I know there are people that really cannot come. There are people that are sickly. There are people lying in hospitals and whatever the case may be. But I also know that there are people that are open targets to the hounds of hell. And they think, they think. You know, Afrikaans got a good word for it. Silkanda up here. It's got nothing to do, the Bible doesn't say God is soul. It says God is spirit. <laughs> and then 1 Corinthians 2.16 says these words, and we have the mind of Christ. Now how does that happen? Now how do we have the mind of Christ? How does that happen? You should know. Every Christian should know that. How do you have the mind of Christ? How do you discern the mind of Christ? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. You get the Word on the inside, you got the mind of Christ concerning any problem that you may confront. You don't need a flag in the sky or a vision of the Lord unless you stand in such an office. But let me tell you, the mind of Christ involves what God is busy saying. It's this book because, let me take you into a little I was writing so much, I use colors. And then I write over what I've written and I use the different colors so I can read the different things when I want to. But 2022, the number 22 in the negative is the number of disorder. Two times 22 is 44, right? That is emphatic disorder on the planet. Let's go a little bit further. But the number 22 is also the number of the Hebrew alphabet that is the, the blueprint of God's creation. For by these 22 letters he spoke and created the earth and all that there is in it on this planet and the universe and the starry sky and everything that's there, 22 letters that he spoke. And he spoke and it was so. He begins with 22 letters. He ends with 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. So, if we look at this, we find that the earth is in disorder. 22, 10 is divine order, which is like the Ten Commandments. 11 is disturbance of the order. Joseph heard these words in Egypt. We're 11 here, but one is not. One is not. Incompleteness. There needs to be a 12th one to have the full godly government in place along with the godly law and order. And so Joseph unveils himself as Christ the Lord will, the bridegroom will come for his bride. And let me tell you, it'll be in the darkest hour. Okay. So therefore, if you have 22 times 2, it's double disorder. In the New Testament, there are 29 books. 
you take away the four Gospels and what follows the direct live acts of the apostles and you left again with 22 books that is the message of God concerning the kingdom of God to all the earth. 22 is the number of completeness. It is the number of this book. So would we be surprised if we say three times 11, how old then was the Lord Jesus when he died on the cross? 33. Three times 11. And he broke the curse. And a man from Africa bore the cross and he walked away. I wonder if he knew what had happened to him. But I tell you, I wouldn't bath for the rest of my life if that happened to me. I wouldn't want any of that off me. I, I tell you, how many of you can say amen to that one? I'd be automatically clean. His whole back is stained with the blood of the Messiah. And he steps back in Africa. And so the first fully recorded convert is the Ethiopian. Philip the Evangelist, Acts chapter number 8 and the Ethiopian. So we see little Jesus finds home and protection in Egypt. So Egypt does not form part of the conglomeration that will attack Israel in the final hour of the Gog of the Magog. Why? Because Egypt will be spared. Because Egypt looked after the Son of God, hosted the Son of God there. But moreover, the strongest type of Jesus in the Bible is perhaps Joseph. He was also hosted there. And he brought salvation to Jacob. So Jacob and all of his sons were in Egypt. They were hosted in Africa. I say to you this night, rejoice, O Africa. Be exceedingly glad. For God, by the power of the very cross, the blood-stained cross brought a man out of Africa to the cross and took him back into Africa and light came to this continent and they would not understand it because they were cut off from the gospel and there were very few evangelists, not nearly enough. But your hour has come. And every single leader of every single nation, hear me good. Set your nation free. If you're in Africa, this is for you. Mr. President, set South Africa free. And you will have an economical revival as never known before. The time is little. There's not much time left. But the people need to be let loose and be well-pleasing in the sight of God and God will bless the nation and we will do the prayer work and we will support you with everything we've got. No, not what we've got, what God's got. Because we know the business of prayer. Give the Lord a praise offering for them. So it's very interesting that we have a conglomeration of the richest of the world sitting in Darfur, sitting in different places, and planning forward 
a program which I have. What must happen and when and where and how? I am not a conspiracy theorist. I know what a theory is, the tentative generalization of which the validity has to be proved. You need to get facts and things. But what if you do get the facts and you discover the truth and you get the giant anteater take that, that ant nest with one cut, breaks it open and you just see ants in every direction. What kind of ants? There was the queen and there were the male ants and they were having the queen with the eggs. They were protecting her. Then there were the workers and sent out with the workers. You need to go to the Amazon forest to see a beautiful example of the fire ants. You have warrior ants. Warrior ants. So whilst far away in the city of Cape Town and walking, I kept on having recurring visions, impressions that was just amazing. And I saw an army. And this army was like no other army. For it consisted out of, in a normal army, you would find people that are like soldiers. They would have their guns and they would have everything. They would, they would be armed. They looked like soldiers. But these were not soldiers. They were not soldiers. <laughs> they were scientists fulfilling a soldier's role and guiding the leaders of the nations and saying, leave Africa. The president tries to get the stuff here, can't get it. Africa is the last. They're not worried about Africa. Are they worried about Africa? No, they're not worried about Africa. They say, well, they've got malaria and they've got this sickness and that sickness. I've got news for them. We've got Jesus. I got news from the Spirit of God's going to move in Africa. If God's going to move anywhere, He's going to move in Africa in this last hour. That is how it is. Give the Lord a praise. I know you want to. And these ants are warriors that can come close and whisper to the heart of the, of the ant, ant hip or hive where the ants breed. The colony and they they can make sounds they communicate and they say things and they guide since when do ants guide the governments of this world And then you have the media, because all of this world and all of the media belongs to but a few people. They are ridiculously rich. They control the media. And if you switch on the media, they all sing exactly the same song, no matter which station you're going to. Maybe you've noticed that, maybe not. If you don't want to look at television, I bless you. Because every time you switch on, no matter which station you get, you get the same story. Because these men, these, this, these people, and I know who they are. I can even name them, but I won't hear. But the fact is, they control the signals that are running out all the time. And in the meantime, let me just look at this whole thing. 
China, drama. Drama in the streets. Hong Kong, drama in the streets. Let's go to Russia, drama in the streets. Let's go. Um, Bulgaria, Bulgaria. Uh, Albania. Um, Romania. If you look at uh, Czechoslovakia, and you look at um, all those countries there, you have Germany, you have, you have uh, Austria, and you go down Greece in the south, Italy in the south, in the north, Germany, and beyond that, you have all those other nations, France up to Amsterdam, and downwards towards Spain and Portugal, and all the story is exactly the same. Take a look and find it out. For three days, my mouth was falling open because I saw the same pattern every single place except here, where by a swift and a beautiful stroke of God, we are allowed to come together. Let's give a thank offering for that to the Lord. But that with that, we also have the responsibility because it comes with responsibility because we are the people who have to pray the blessing and break the powers of darkness. Very interesting. Let me, let me, okay, let me, let me try it this way. I can try it many ways. Say many things many ways. But you know, you have got, let's call it utopia. That is like a state of bliss. That's a state of, of, the Garden of Eden, Chan Eden. And you have peace in the garden until the snake rattles into that garden. The serpent, the deceiver of all the nations, first central spot in the lake of fire, second death. Revelation 10, that's got to be one of my favorite verses. And Satan who deceived all the nations of the earth was cast into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet were already suffering and the smoke of their torment shall never cease. You see, so the media begins to sing one song in every country, in every place, and everywhere. If you listen to them, it's amazing. If you make recordings and you play it, you find they use the same words. For example, the Great Reset. For example, we'll build back again. Just take those words and remi remind yourself when you listen, listen out for those words. We don't build. God does not demolish nobody. Nobody's life, nothing. You see, your restoration begins in your spirit, not in your soul. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have been made new. And God has written his laws in my heart. And when I speak the word, I'm speaking the mind of Christ to people. That's the mind of Christ in our operation. Because his thoughts are not my normal thoughts or his ways, not my normal ways. But because I am able to speak his word and I have studied his word in the year of the word, the 22 letters is the symbol of the entire Bible. It's 22, it's the year of the word. Why is it so important that tomorrow we should all be reading Genesis chapter number one, verses one to three? If you follow a program, I just briefly looked at the one that Maud had here in the hand. Three chapters, only three chapters. If you continue to do that, it takes you less than a year and you're finished with it all. Why is it so important that you have the word? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word.
And Jesus said these words. The Lord spoke and said, John 8, 32, If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Continue in what? In my word. The word says that to them. Just stay in my word and you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth. Science deals with facts and theories and the truth will set you free. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God and the just shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Do you know, and this is a fact, we, I mean, these, these, these things we studied, after I gave all my books away, after I just gave it away, just all of them, I just emptied the racks of all of that stuff, I realized that when a person is born again, Okay, let me save a little bit of time because I have no idea what, how much time I've used. doesn't really matter. Midnight's still far. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. John 3, 34, he whom God sent spoke the word. My thoughts, my mind, and my words don't return to me void. What any Warrior and void of the spirit has to say is not even a legacy. Somebody in Cape Town, family member, phones me, beautiful people, phones me and says, listen, is this church here called by your name? I said, not in your life. I don't have a legacy. Christ has it. And whatever there remains is a reward. Like Paul said, henceforth is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. And the just shall live by faith. So every time you pick up that Bible, that Bible is the word coming straight into your mind. Your mind is being renewed all the time. And you try and make effort and understand everything you're reading. Keep a dictionary closed, notebooks, everything else. You fill yourself with the word this year. Because you will cast your way through the storm with the help of the word Jesus is in the boat. Now I saw an army. And this was another army. And this was recurring all the time, right through December. I saw them. They were riding on battle horses. Above them were the armies of heaven. They were in chariots. And they were at the top. And here on earth, there was, there was like soldiers. But in this colorless vision, there's no color, there was an outside horse that was running. And he had a flag, but I couldn't see the color of the flag. I couldn't see nothing. I could only see black and white. It was dumb. It was like obscure. It was darkness. And I realized that God is going to take the people of this country and unite them. And they shall become one. And the many streams and the many brigades that I saw all ran in the same direction to meet with one another not for battle but to make peace and to work together for peace and prosperity. You see, take this. People of Spain, people of the UK want to come here. They want to come here for holiday. 
Isn't that so? Haven't we heard about that? Have we seen that? Or to come here. American people are flying. They do anything to come here. Why? I'll say this to you. People who have left this country will come back again. It's true as I walk here on this platform. Before the God who am, Before the almighty God before whom I stand and whose I am. And in whose service I am. They will come back and say we've made a grave mistake. And they will want to return to this country. And they will. And there will be an increase of, can I say, God-given gift sets dovetailing, coming together and solving the problems. For every day that we waste, we hamstring the economy. For every day that we say, let's become one and move forward together and let every man love his neighbor. Because your neighbor belongs to God. And God in the kingdom of God will rule all of us put together. And he is coming for the bride. As I've said in the previous session, when I spoke about some things about the heavenly bridegroom and I said thing, I said, listen, how does it work then with a, what is this about the story of the, the bridegroom coming at midnight? Well, in Israel, it's like that. You see, the father knows, no one knows the hour except my father. The father knows when everything is ready and he says, son, go fetch your bride because he's prepared himself a bride without spot or wrinkle. This is a great mystery, says Paul, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. We, as marriage officers, use that text, but we don't realize what we're saying. What happens with that bride is she, is, she now goes into the wedding supper, and after the wedding supper, he takes her and places her in a home. But she doesn't walk into a home. He lifts her in his arms. He lifts her up, and he walks into the house, and he puts down the bride in her house. And so Christ will lift up his church. The bride will be lifted up from the earth and be placed in your eternal home where you will be with the Lord, as Paul says. 1 Thessalonians 4, 2 Thessalonians 2. First you have how Christ comes to fetch us and we will rise to meet the Lord in the air and the dead in Christ will, the graves will be opened and the dead in Christ will rise. We will not by no wise be ahead of them. And we shall rise up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. However, brethren, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Do not let anyone, in the last days there will be mockers and scoffers. But if anyone says anything to you, either by letter or by, let's call it in modern language, say so. Just a little tale told. Saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the beginning the fathers remain and we are still here. Where is the promise? This thing called Christianity 84%, as I've said, of this country. 86, I'm sorry. It's a little bit more than what I had. 86. This thing called Christianity, the church and the believing church who've been washed in the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, whose names are listed in the book of life, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and followed the Lord through the rebirth, born again, and crucifixion of the old self in a baptismal pool and you go in there and in the name of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you and you die forever to a life you once had. Now you rise up. 
You find yourself speaking in tongues even before you come out of that water. One guy said these words. He said, it's amazing. Here where we're busy baptizing, those demons that are in some of the people, they, they said, no, 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 no. Devil, we don't listen to you. And the devil goes, and he's gone. And the people come out speaking in tongues. They delivered. Why? Because there's power in the public identification with the living Christ as Jesus Christ himself was baptized. And by the way, the word baptizo means to put something totally under the water. It does not mean to drop a few drops. And you make a vow and your child goes in another direction. The child has got to come to Jesus and say, here I am, Lord. I want to give my life to you. I have just write my name in the book of life, forgive me my sins, I come to you and Lord God Almighty, please save my soul. And write my name in the book of life, fill me with the Holy Spirit, I'm a temple of God. Now he says these words in the book of, um, let's take Romans chapter 12 verse 1, and God, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you be not conformed to this world. Do not follow, in other words, don't follow the fashion of the world, don't be just like the world. Let them see that you're different. You are born again now. You've been baptized. The old man is in that pool and out came a new man altogether and the devil knows it and he knows it's hands off property. You touch the body of Christ. You are touching the body of Christ and he's coming for his enemies. Saul, Saul, why have you been persecuting me? Not the church, me. We have a covenant. But be transformed how? By now we talk about the mind. Here comes a little bit of psychology now. <laughs> By the renewing of your mind. Because your spirit's already born again. You've been baptized. You're dead to the world. The new man has arisen. You come out of that thing right. And as you walk, how do you renew your mind? The year of 2022 is the year of the word. This is the year where the just shall live by faith. How? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Why do you think we're saying that 22 letters, it is the Aleph Taf and also the Alpha and the Omega. It is all there from the beginning of time that God says, in God used 22 letters to create everything. It's called the blueprint of creation, including even your genetic makeup, everything. Do you know that in the biblical codes, if you, if you read and study in the Hebrew, you find lectures, long lectures on the genetic code and you find that within the genetic code, right? If you go in each cell, you find the chromosomes in the genetic code. Let's, let's just make it like a spiral with a little, let's call it little steps like a ladder in between. You you've most probably have seen that vision. Do you know that there's a code in there? The particles break up in codes. Do you know what the code is? Code is 5787. What is that? Yod It's the name of God the Father. He put a stamp there. You have got a brand, a brand name right in every strand of your genetics. And you are holy. You've been, you've been born and bought at a price. Let no man comes in this final hour and say, I can create a transgender, uh, what's the word? No, I'm, I'm not using the right word. There's, there's a word for it. Transhuman, transhumanism. Whatever word. 
Dich darf ein Schiss der Welle Gott machen. Don't think that it sits in the capacity of a human being to improve on God's creation. You've been made beautiful as you are. And you carry with you every step. You carry with you the stamp of His name. Yod, hey. Vav, hey. Do you want me to say the name I can't? Because if I say it, you may not use the name of the Lord your God in vain. And quite frankly, I know exactly how it sounds and how it is and how it should be spoken in Hebrew, but I will not say it because it will not cross my lips. I'd rather talk about, do what the Jews do, just talk about Hashem, which they say is the name. But they will never say that name because of the fear of the Lord. And I have the fear of the Lord. This is prohibited. It's one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not use the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not leave. He shall not ongestraf laat blij diegene wat sy naam eindelijk gebruik Each one that just abuses his name. What do you think happens in Hollywood when comes the final judgment? And all the cursing and the name of Jesus Christ the Lord being used and blasphemed around every corner. The judgment is at hand. The judgment is coming, says the Lord. Await, await a world. The hand of the Lord is coming. And I will deal with the entire planet. And in the year of 2022, I will present this nation with a new beginning and an opportunity to make a new beginning. And I will bless you if you heard what I said by my spirit, and if you do what I said, this nation will be changed overnight. And all of Africa shall be also changed. For isn't it so, men and women of Africa, isn't it so that they across the waters of the sea are desirous all the time for your gold and your silver and your minerals and everything you've got, and they want it? Let them buy it and say you're in a waiting list also. Long one. And you're at the back of the queue. Check tomorrow, you're still at the back of the queue. Because the nations and these people that corrupt and causes utopia to become dystopia, dysfunctional. They're on a gallop, but there's another army right above them. And in this nation, they're on a gallop to find a point where the power and the spark of fire will fall for our country, for the way forward. You have no fear. You have no fear. I will close with these words because I go on for a very long time. In fact, I've, I go on for a long time. Let me just say this to you. Do you know that at university, She's giving me a specific signal to remind me. I love this woman. We're only married 50 years, you know that. And I said, if God gives me another 50, I think I'll do it again. I just want to, I want nobody else that one there. I forgot. Lord's got a way of bringing me down to earth. But, you know, when we sat at university, we often, those, those that 
have been to university, have been there. You know, we, we sat, and I, I've seen it around me happening. Dr. Dennis, they sit in the university. They get confronted by an exam paper. They, the fear factor is so high that it causes the area of the brain that actually impacts memory to be dysfunctioned. In other words, the, the area of memory goes what we call blank. And here they sit all blank. So when you teach these students how to study at university, you say, don't begin with difficult questions, begin with easy questions, build confidence and relax. After 20 minutes, then you tackle anything difficult. And you have so much confidence, you'll answer anything. In any way, we have the mind of Christ, don't we? And there's no question I can ask on this planet that's not covered in this book in any way. So the scriptures pour through your mind, and as your mind's renewed and you're in harmony with God, you face the future and you pass through it like a song. And it's not the psychiatrist and it's not the psychologist that's got the solution, it's Jesus Christ that's got it. And he writes his laws in your heart, and when you change your conduct and you let the kingdom of God rule completely, you yield completely, sacrifice yourself as a living sacrifice, he takes over your life. God incidence takes over Coincidence departs. Are you listening to me now? So we're moving out of dystopia. And we will have our own paradise here in this nation. And the people will come. They will come from near, they will come from far. But they won't even come to us alone. They will come to all of Africa. Because while the rest of the world is in turmoil and dr a draconic rule is, is issued over the nations, I say this to our dear president, Mr. President, do just the opposite. You will see what God can do with South Africa. Amen. Are you listening to me? Can you say amen? amen? Just the opposite and you'll see what happens in this country. Let man take hands with man. Let love triumph. You see, faith works by love. Galatians 5, 6. Let the love of God abound. Be full of mercy towards everyone who suffers. Give to the poor and it shall be given to you. Give to the needy and it shall be given to you. Take your jacket off and give it to the needy and they shall bring a blessing upon your life that you cannot understand. I was in, in, uh, in Kenya by the Lake Victoria standing there at Kisumu. And I had a, a jacket on and there was a man and I was, I was inaugurating ministers and I looked at him and his clothes were terrible. And he was, he was being ordained as a minister in the heart of it. They gave me the freedom of the city of, Yitupa, of Kisumu, right next to the Lake of Victoria. And I sat there and, I, and I, now I'm ordaining ministers. The place is boiling, it's hot, it's on the equator. I look at this man, I take my jacket off, I said, take, here's your jacket. Be now with this jacket, I will ordain you. He grabbed that he was so glad about just having a new jacket. Just a pair of socks, just a hanky, just a Bible, astronomical stuff. Pump the word out. You can't go wrong. Tell people, get the word. They can't go wrong either. Faith comes by hearing. I close. As we're coming up from Cape Town, we're driving. We arrive at the Kharib Dam. Decide for the first time in a very long time to go there. We land in a place where I've not been before. Yes, the band can come forward. Thank you.
We land in a place we haven't been before. But in the night, I become aware of a storm. It's like the Lake of Galilee. The boat is tossed to and fro. Around me, there's like a tent over the people to protect them from the rain. I hear this, the rain. I hear the thunder is very loud. I hear and see lightning bolts that light up my eyes. And I look at the people and I see the people are so captured with fear that they're putting things over their heads. And they, they throw blankets over them, put things over their heads and cushions to cover their ears because of fear. And suddenly I'm out of it and I realize it's really a storm. I said, wow, it's really a storm. But what I've seen is something else. Fear has decapacitated them, has caused them to forget clean about Jesus. That's exactly what the devil wants with your life. He wants you to forget about Jesus. He wants everybody just sit at home. Don't come to church. Don't. Sit back, relax. Give the cat a chance to sit on your lap or the parrot on your shoulder. In this final hour, says the Lord, one more time my voice will go forth to all the corners of the earth and I will call my anointed ones. I will call them in from, from the east, the west, the north, and the south. I will call them by name. And if they do not respond, the voice of the second sign will come for surely when they begin talking about the fifth wave, you will know what was spoken about. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's give Jesus a praise offering. Amen. Have you got sweetheart? You haven't got? Everybody take the communion elements. Where do we go to 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23? For I have received from the Lord that which I have also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night that he was betrayed, took bread. After he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, and this is my body which is broken for you. Likewise the cup after the supper, with these words, This cup is the new covenant, a better covenant established on better promises, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For every time that you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So I say to you tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord, when we do this ahead of us, there's a twofold here. On the one side, extreme disorder. On the other side, the kingdom of God rule and order in our lives. Quite frankly, the year that is no more, no more, definitely the word. It is true as can be. If you think you can serve God at a distance, then you must really consider. Remember the opening verse that I gave tonight, and you will begin to understand the end of days, because God gives to some the understanding of the times, like the sons of Issachar. So, therefore, every time they eat this bread, drink this cup. They proclaiming the Lord's death, what? Till he comes. Till what? He comes to fetch us. To present us to the Father as a bride without spot and blemish. 
And then it's time for the marriage supper of the Lamb. So the lamps must be filled with oil. And the minds must be filled with the mind of Christ, which is the Word of God. And the spirits must be filled with the Holy Spirit, for we are but temples of the Holy Ghost. And we do not even belong to ourselves. Nothing that we have on this planet belongs to us. I have no legacy here. My legacy is with the Lord. My reward is with Him and so is yours, all of us. Let's bow our heads just a second and everybody just be sure that your life is clean before you partake this cup for a year that lies ahead of us. Music plays softly while I keep silent. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everyone with a bowed head before God in humility, say these words to the Lord. Lord, I love you. Lord Jesus Christ, I always call you Lord, for you are my Lord. You are my God. You are my King. I say this to the glory of the Almighty God, the Father, the Creator and the Possessor, of the entire universe. Thank you, Lord God, for washing me in the blood of the cup, the blood of Jesus, and the broken bread representing His body. You went through this pain and suffering for me. Now I commit my whole life to you. I realize 2022 is but bleak without you. I say that again. 2022 is bleak without you but with you I shall prosper I shall be in health my soul shall prosper I will renew my mind this year with the word of God and harmonize with the Holy Spirit that indwells me please forgive me my sins of a lifetime and forgive all people who have sinned against me also. I bless my enemies. I pray for their salvation. I love my fellow man in word and in deed from this time and forevermore. Evermore. For I am a citizen of the kingdom of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's partake. going to uh, make a prayer, maybe more dad, some thoughts to share with you because this is the time for the blessing. You know, they said this morning, will we go to 11 o'clock tonight and stay with where we are? 
because the people will come now, people get tired that time of night, they don't focus. And so, so, so stay at six o'clock. Stay right where we are. And you see, that's where the people are. Nobody's sleeping yet. You know, once I sat in a church and Maud bumped me. And she said, count the people sleeping. And I saw 27 men counted them sleeping. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. 27 sleeping, I tell you. Now, if ever anyone sleeps, I've got a, oh, you've got one. Oh, one step ahead, you too. Um, if anyone sleeps, just do that for me. I shall walk down. <laughs> and he will be sleeping, and I will whisper to the rest of you and say, listen, I love you. Do you believe that you're going to heaven? Will you raise your hands? And the people would raise their hands. And then you would say, and God bless you. And the man would sit there. And I'd walk up to him. You know, this is how the story goes. Then the pastor came down. And he stood right in front of that sleeping man. Deep in his slumber in the middle of the church service. And he said to him, and everybody going to hell, stand now. And he jumped out of the chair and he looked around. He says, pastor, it's only you and I. Well, Harold and I want to bless you. We want to pray that this year will truly be a breakthrough here. You know, if there is one spirit that the church, I'm not even talking about the world, that the church has to overcome, it is the spirit of fear. Yes. And sure. I, I want to say this, and I say it carefully. You know, we've come from Cape Town. I was so aware of the spirit of fear wherever I went there. Everywhere. But here in Johannesburg, in Gauteng, there's a different spirit. It's like the people are waking up. You know what Something is? is happening. It's a thing called love. Amen. And a thing For called him. faith. People are taking hold of the Spirit of God and they are rising above the situation. And I want to say this. It's been a hard year. We have, I have lost two dear family members, my sister and brother, within a month. But you know what? I, people said to me, you grieving. It was a strange thing, but God removed all grief out of my spirit because I know where oh, they sure. are. Oh, for sure. I grieve with oh, the family sure. behind. And I know there are people sitting here, and I think of Karen, Karen, and, and I think yeah. of if people here, I think of so many, George, uh, and Hihu, and, and people in our close circle whose family members, I think of my family members sitting in Durban, and, and my family member in the UK. But you know what? They believe, they're holding on to God, because we know 
for where we come from. We know who we are and we know where we are going oh, yeah, to. Sure. Give the Lord a praise Lord offering. A praise Thank offering. you so much. Now, I must say this. This is very true. Now, I don't know if it was more or somebody there that said the same word said, you know, it's not us weeping for them. It's them weeping about us being down here. And we have to contend with difficult situations. They don't want us to be in a state of disaster. And by the way, you're never in a state of disaster because you are under a prayer shield. Little Falls Christian Center is a praying church. Like proper, we know the business of prayer. And we pray laser-focused prayers. And we pray for our government and we pray for our president because he holds the key to the future of this nation. May this be said to him in his hearing because I saw him, but he never saw me. And I know that it is within him not to listen to many voices, but to listen to the voice from above and to say, nation, be free. I'm the president, be free. Go and let us multiply everything from the agriculture to the industry to whatever you're doing. Let's just do it. How many of you can say amen? That's what we want. Hallelujah. For those of you that have not been water baptized, and I want to invite you to take a look what's going to happen here afterwards. And if you want to be baptized, our pastors are in the front here, and you can contact the officers, and we will arrange another baptism as quick as possible. But I just want to congratulate everybody that's going to go through the baptismal pool tonight. God bless you. And uh, I have to say that I became aware of somebody that had a, like a, some form of lump or whatever just disappeared because the Lord is very strong in this building today. And if you check your body, there are pains and things, you'll find that you don't right now don't have pain because the Lord has moved and he's, He is compassionate. He's full of mercies, full of tender mercies. He loves you. So do we love you. And so we will pray for you all the time, all the year. All you have to do is stay with the Word and see that you're in church. Worship, the, worship God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Can you say amen? Let us all stand. Heavenly Father, while I was down in KwaZulu-Natal and I heard of the huge amount of ministers that were gone to be with the Lord and churches that have closed down, my heart was breaking for them. And I ministered to those men and women that were there and I was highly compassionate about them and their future. And I wanted to leave and they said, Pastor, please do not go except you pray for us first. And I was already in my chair and they said, please pray for God has given you the authority to unlock blessings. Do it and do it quickly, please. Well, Father, I do it tonight. There are people here who have had a rough year. There are people here who have, have had such setbacks that they're sitting here, but the hope of the hopeless will depart. They will be realized what they envisioned to happen to them in terms of God's promises. Hopelessness departs. Hope is revived. And hope does not disappoint, for the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts 
by the Holy Spirit. Hope is the anchor of our souls. I pray, Lord, that you cause that anchor to be strong and steadfast in their life all of this year. I pray that hopelessness will never, ever be part of their lives. I pray that if they need counsel, they'll find it in the Word. And if they need help considering that, they'll find it here at the church where the people of God speak, both nationally and internationally, wherever we help, we're there, we serve, we're there for our people. We love the people and we protect the people. We love South Africa and we protect our country. We protect the people because we realize our people are very precious in the sight of God. And Lord Jesus, I had to tell them about Simon of, of Cyrene. You saw him face to face. He carried the cross for you. Thank you, Lord. In that moment, the curse was broken over Africa. And Africa shall be saved, as Reinhard Bonker said. And we know today, for us, there is a bright future. We don't look at Europe. We don't look at the Americas. We don't look at any other country or part or continent, wherever. We're looking to heaven. For you have said, well, you see these things happening as the beginning of the birth pangs. And then you said, look up, for your redemption draws near. Yes, Lord. The world was this past year in severity of darkness, but light comes after the storm. And the stormy, stormy waters must now obey the word. Like you spoke to the waters and you said, Lord, you spoke and you said, peace, be still. And it, it heeded your command. And they said, what sort of man is this that even the winds and the rain listen to what he commands? So, Lord, command the blessing over each and every one in this place. So, Lord, command your angels, give holy angels to God over each and every one that's here tonight. Bless them in a year to come. When they go home, bless their homes, bless their finances, bless their cars, bless everything they have. Let them prosper. Let them continue to prosper until they're very prosperous because your blessing is with them because they walk by faith and not by sight. And we know without faith it's impossible to please you. So Lord, we stay in the word of faith. And as we are with the spirit of faith, so we walk facing the future. We know our Redeemer lives. And Lord, even as Job said, though he slay me, yet shall I worship and serve him. So we are with you, Lord. We will remain faithful to you. For the Lord is good and greatly to be praised, the beauty of our God in the sanctuary. I bless you all. 2022, may God's blessing go with you in your car, on the roads, in your homes, with your properties, with your finance, spiritually, physically, materially, socially, even emotionally, even physical problems, whatever they may be. May they be made null and void by the healing power of the wounds of Jesus Christ. For we don't look at man, we look up towards heaven. Our Redeemer lives. The tomb is empty. He is risen from the, from the grave and He sits at the right hand of the Father. We bless and honor and praise you for that. God is in control of Africa. We thank you, Father. And all God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.